It's Tuesday the 6th of May 2014, this is the audio podcast show 113, perhaps a new toy. I'm Samuel Freeman. And joining Sam this week is me, Adam Yanch. We have no Scott here today, he had to run off and do something, uh, which shows his commitment to the audio podcast. No, actually, no, it's fine. Um, yes, as usual, we've got... Uh, our usual news and plunder kind of setup this week. Uh, you can get in contact with the audio podcast in the ways we normally mention, which includes email, show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk, Twitter, at the audio podcast, uh, and you can also subscribe to us via iTunes, Gpod, uh, Stitcher. Is that one that Scott mentioned last week? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it myself. Maybe I should check these things. But out. basically, if you go to theaudiopodcast.co.uk, you can get all these details, and you can follow the show notes that we shall be following right now. Um, those notes are at theaudiopodcast.co.uk forward slash show forward slash one one three. And first item of news is a sound library, a new um, effects library from Hiss and Raw, which is Contact Mic Library. It's their Contact Library two, in fact. The second one of these they've done. Yes, and um, basically, it's. Uh, I mean, if you have a look through the um, the the link that we provided that you can get to from the notes, um, I think the dude really likes his uh, contact mic recordings. He enjoys using contact microphones, um, and also. I believe there's a special offer on these. Uh, yes, there's an early bird discount on this new library. So this library is called uh, Contact Mic 2, and you can get a 25% uh, discount until the 9th of May, which is this Friday. Awesome. Um Yep, in response to a video that was linked to in our show notes, um, somebody had commented, what are, what are the microphones that you're using? And Tim Preble, who created the library, his response to that was linked to a blog post he'd already made, um, which is titled The First Rule of Contact Mic Club. Um, and basically, the question is not what microphone are you using, is what is it plugged into? And describes why it's important when using piezo-type microphones to... Um, to think about what it's plugged into, because because of impedance problems, you can end up creating um, high-pass filters just by plugging it into an ordinary input, which is why people asso often associate contact mics with a low bass response or poor bass response, and it's because a typical input um, would create a high-pass filter at 200 hertz, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. But then, of course, you know, the whole inputs, that's one of the kind of things you have to learn as an audio tech person is all the different types of inputs and impedances and buffering and balanced and unbalanced and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, contact microphones add a degree of... another degree of complexity, I suppose. I do. Because, yeah, I mean, typically inputs are, labeled, you know, a microphone input is what you, you like to plug this into, but then often on audio interfaces you have the high Z ones, which are kind of like aimed for your guitar, because mm -hmm. you would want that to be to a different type um, compared to a microphone. And yeah, for for contact mics, you really want something different again. But yeah, there are go. links through that you follow and suggested circuits and everything eventually, but yeah. 
let us move on from recording of sounds to creating sounds, creating instruments sounds. in particular. But not doing so by actually playing the instrument yourself. Uh -huh. We have the A-list acoustic guitarist for Reason Rack. Yeah, this is a rack extension made by Propellerhead, and it's it offers acoustic guitar to your tunage. You um you can tell it what key you're in, and then you can use single key MIDI triggers to for it to automatically select the right chord, or you can have more control over that. And then it's got hundreds and hundreds of different strumming patterns to match many different styles of music. And if I get it correctly, they've actually hired a a world class in in inverted commas, I'm sure he is, or he or she is, a, a world-class guitarist to actually play all of these, to play the, the, to record basically for the samples for this instrument. So it should sound very good. Yep, and the examples in the video and stuff sound pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's kind of funny, like, you know, it's, Reason often kind of like toes that line of music in a can kind of thing, where you know, like you can just open a can and pour out a bit of acoustic guitar. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's in some situations perfectly acceptable. So yeah, sounds like fun. I might even I might even download this and give it a go on its 30-day trialy thing. Cool. Now, something I'm very excited about is a new Native Instruments offer for the month of May, and that is that the Machine Series hardware all have discounts applied until the 31st of May, and that's because it's five years since the release of the first machine production system. So it's that's not because cool, you've been it? saying you'd like to have a discount on these, because this is the one I wish, it, <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was. I wish I could say that I pressured Native Instruments so hard that they decided to, to do a discount. But I noticed that yesterday when I just uh, I was in my studio and I opened up Chrome and it had the page there and it reloaded it. And uh, and yeah, the um, the machine studio. I, all of a sudden, it was six hundred and fifty nine pounds. I was like, what? It seemed in incredible. So uh, yeah, hundred and ninety pounds off the machine studio, a hundred pounds off your standard machine, and uh, fifty pounds off the micro, the machine micro, and that that counts for both the white and black versions of the hardware. Very good. The yeah, I think the studio one looks like looks fantastic actually with its colour displays and everything. Oh. Yeah, it does. And and what this does actually is uh, if you compare Machine Studio with its software um, before to um, the Ableton Push and a copy, a full copy of Ableton Live, the prices were about the same. But this discount on the Machine Studio actually drops the price way under. That uh, that ceiling for uh, for competing with Ableton. So you know the push looks like a really awesome piece of hardware as well. I've said that before. Looks great. But uh, yeah, anyone who's been interested in a machine type uh, piece of hardware, this month is the month to get it. It is indeed. There is more competition in this area with our next item, which is the Arturia Spark 2, which is yet another hardware slash software drum machine -y type thing, but in an altogether different price range. They also have an introductory offer, which is available um, through May and June, um, but 
that instructs your price that puts the price at US dollars or Euro one two nine either. So pretty good. That's and that's that's for Spark two. Spark LE is down from two four nine to one nine nine Euros four dollars. Yep, sorry, that was yep, the software you mentioned the hardware control version. The software is compatible with the older stuff, so if you there are like I think we talked about the Spark vintage drum things, though all those existing things will still work. Um, but in Spark 2, the software now supports Rex, so you can bring in loops from all over the place um, to use within your tracks. Wow. Excellent. And also the thing that got my eye the most on this was the um, there's now a modular patching environment for connecting together the different synth modules for synth drums, which is using <laughs> Arturia's virtual analog stuff. What's the, what, what's the term they use? Um, TAE, isn't it? The true analog emulation. Ah, I see. Now, so it sounds like there are production systems and drum machines everywhere. Also everywhere is Avid. Avid everywhere, yep. This is, this is something that's been kind of talked about and hinted towards for quite a long time with like different Avid products and stuff all talking about converging. And yep, there has now been the released announcement of this Avid everywhere. And we've linked to 12-page PDF, uh, which has details of that. Mm. And it's like a kind of collaborative, a, a collaborative platform, really. So it allows you to utilize the power of the cloud to uh, collaborate with people, uh, upload and share content with people. Um, and there are probably ways of getting, it says here in the list, you know, find the right footage when you need it, quickly distribute stories to the web. So I think it's more than just collaboration in the musical or uh, audio sense. There's probably a bit more to it. But, uh, yeah, so there's a webinar that um, that is on the 15th of May at 2 o'clock ET. I don't know what ET stands for. Um Eastern. Who knows? I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, if you go to um, to our notes, you can get some more details about Avid Everywhere and the, and the web the webinar about it. So there you go. Very good. Yeah. Um, that's it for this week's news. This is. Mm. So, do you know what that means, Adam? No. It's plunder time. No, 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 wait. That's no. not what it means. Oh, no. Did I miss something? Yes, you did. What did I miss? You missed me asking whether Logic Pro has been updated. Yeah, and Adam, week. has Logic had an update this week? Uh, no. But I am actually just checking just to make sure. <laughs> but I'm, I'm assuming that I would have switched on my computer and it would have said, oh, oh, there's an update here. There's an update for Logic. Um, so I'm just checking, just to be a good journalist. Uh, no, no, we're still on 10.0.6, so there you go. Okay. We can now move on to the plunder. Um, perennial subject on the audio podcast is the kind of like issue of copyright and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, this uh, this plunder item here kind of details really how complicated the whole system is. And I know why Scott put this in here. He's, he's put it in there primarily because he's a huge Dawson's Creek fan. Um, but basically the article details how 
um, the, the the song that they used for the intro to Dawson's Creek is different now that uh, well this this article is from a couple of years ago and when they uh, put Dawson's Creek up on Netflix the intro song was different and you know you know the the fans were like oh no this is terrible I mean it's such an integral part the original tune was such an integral part of the show and um, but this article basically details the story behind the that song the song that was that replaced it and you know why these things happen and it's a lot to do with when you license a song if say uh, you license a song out to someone to put on a TV show, it might only be for one territory and it might only be for live broadcasting type things. So things that are broadcast on the telly it might not cover DVDs, it might not cover streaming. And that's just how complicated this whole thing is. <sighs> mm-hmm. Exactly. complicated yeah. and music. Typically when you're listening to pieces of music, Adam, how many different pieces of music would you listen to at the same time? Um, I tend to I tend to have one in each ear. One in each ear? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems logical to me that you, you have two ears, so you'd have one piece of music in one and one in the other. Uh, so yeah, I mean, my, I tend to get through quite a lot of music that way. But I, I'll tell you, I, I cannot match the listening capability of Data from Star Trek. Fictional character Data from Star Trek, the next generation, is um, is, 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 is in a clip here listening to four pieces of music simultaneously. It's highly amusing, especially when he explains why at the end. He's only listening to four rather than more. Yeah, yeah. He, he can if he's if he's trying to do an aesthetic analysis, he can listen to up to ten at once. But he decided not to do that this time. Uh, you know, no, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, don't expect to make many friends listening to music in that way. It's just <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Basically, this this week's plunder is is Scott's television like habits coming. To, to the podcast, and then he couldn't make it for the show, so we're having to stumble through these. Uh, slightly, <laughs> they're slightly odd. These uh, these plunders, I'd say. Very good. But okay. there we go. We're, we, we're done. <laughs> we are done. Um, we'll be back next week, probably with Scott Hewitt, and probably with more plunder. And more news, maybe a quiz, maybe not, and maybe some other. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll find out. You can join us at the audio podcast on uh, what, what, what? What will the day be? The thirteenth of, of May for the next show should be pretty good. In the meantime, I have been and am Samuel Freeman. And I am and shall continue to be Adam Yanch. Thank you for listening, everyone, and do tune in again. Thank you. Bye. Bye.